Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name's Dominic Mercurio, and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Yo. What's what up, up, my my sunny sister? <laughs> Nothing much, my moonchild brother. <laughs> Looking good we're, over there. We're in a daylight savings that. time sort of new world, new look kind of thing. Um, ah, it doesn't feel that different, but I love it. I guess I the sun it. is kind of setting at this point, but um, just minutes ago, we were bright as can be. Just minutes little bumblebees. Ago, we were, <laughs> well, it's not bright as can be. It was a lot brighter at like uh, 1 p.m., but hey, who's counting? I suppose so. And our <laughs> guest today is Matt Mangs. What's up? Hello. Now I will speak as you I've can, been uh, acknowledged as yes. existing you in may, the digital you sphere. You may now speak. Yes. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, you weren't actually supposed welcome. to speak until she said that, so. Good. Yeah. I, I grant yes. the permission. Thank you, Laura. Um, you're um, welcome. I'll do welcome. Laura's entrance. Yo, <laughs> too cool for school. You know I got what? 114 podcasts under my belt. That'll work. Um, That'll work. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, one. This one. Oh, Go okay. on. Oh, I thought so. I'm fresh. Yeah, wow. this is Matt's very first realm. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Speak over Let's you. Let's make it a special yeah. one. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, we don't have a bottle of Cristal to welcome you with, but no, you know what? On your next round, your mm-hmm. next time on the show, we'll have something. Hopefully. Thank you. Oh, I, mean, uh, I, think- I have a hidden bottle here, but um, it's not Cristal. Liberty Creek, folks. Liberty Creek. Liberty, Liberty Creek. Oh, I know that stuff. I, Sadly, familiar. it's empty. This is a liter size. <laughs> Very oh, nice. Um, oh, nice. Patriotic winemaker's selection. Okay, we don't need to go into it, but uh, Liberty Creek, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it gets decent reviews, but it, yeah, no, for, Matt, for, I, for the bargain size. I, I have to Good. say that I think I think Laura might have overpromised. I really think that we're gonna have to wait until your 100th episode to bring a bottle of Cristal. So once you're back, I didn't 99 say I was, more times. Excuse me, excuse oh, me. Oh, Can I chime oh. in? I don't think I promised Cristal. <laughs> I oh. just said we'll have something next time he comes, and hopefully we'll be you know as good as Cristal. Frankly, Cristal doesn't excite me. Uh, champagne never okay. sits well physically with me. Really? It makes me burpy. I always want to enjoy champagne, but I don't. You need to have, you just have to have good champagne. See, that is the thing is people think that they don't like it because they only had stuff that's bad. And you know mm. why I wanted to get Cristal in the first place was because mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino in Four Rooms <laughs> talks about how Cristal is the only champagne that doesn't taste like piss, which I have to disagree hmm. with. Although yeah. I do believe that a lot of quote unquote spark or champagnes or sparkling wines as they truly are, are kind of pissy in a way. <laughs> and piss is underrated. Piss is sterile. And, but um, when you have good sparkling wine, it just changes your entire. But it still you know, has a lot of bubbles and that world. makes me. Ooh. Oh, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I got bubbles. my attention. Um, has a lot of bubbles and the bubbles make me burpy and um, I'll that. wake up in the middle of the night full of burps and bubbles. Wait, so and, do you um, not like sparkling water? It doesn't have the same effect. It's the sugar too, I think. I think the sugar triggers uh, the uh, the need for Tums when I ingest champagne. That's the thing. Tums. No, then then you have to have good, <laughs> then you have to have good champagne because- good I want champagne, champagne with Tums in it. I want mm. like Tum brand okay. champagne, then I'll drink it. You know I what? Say. You should get a Cristal and have some, just drop a Tums in the entire bottle of Cristal and I think it will make everything worth it. I no, love No, that would be considered sacrilege. I love a Tums. I feel like they're mm-hmm. nearly candy. And when I eat them, I t- I, it's like I'm eating my dessert for the day. I mean, they're, they're so yummy. That. Especially, you know what you got to get is the, I think it's Those just like, like coated ones. 
The coated what i don't even know about those <laughs> yeah they coated with <laughs> some kind of candy shell like a sort mm. of soft sort of advil-esque type shell i'm gonna get my tongue does Hold on. give them a whole new texture advil-esque i'm sold it's delicious <laughs> don't you think advil is good i love how it tastes i don't ingest <laughs> painkillers that much i don't i don't um, either but like yeah, but... a few times i've had it it has that good sugar coating. It's like oh, okay. the only one of those kinds of ibuprofen, or not ibuprofen, wait, is it Ib yeah, ibuprofen pills that has a sugar coating, I think. Mm. Which and one? it's actually Advil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have those. In it's Look, good. I mean, Don't you think it's good? I'm going to get some props. I'm getting some props. Advil by the bed. Here, he's reaching yeah, for it. I <laughs> Look, <laughs> this, I, I oh, honestly. Oh, is that the, hold on. Let me see that. Those are the gels. So Let me. Oh yeah, those right? are the gels. That's not <laughs> no, Dominic. They, no, mm, you're wrong. They this feel mm, in your, you know, they're like gushers. Those, <laughs> wait, those taste good? I mean, they kind of feel good. They're just so like. Mm, oh no, like, no, they don't no, have the. Sh no, 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 I'm talking about the brown ones. The brown no. ones. Those actually have a flavor. Check this out, though. It's like <laughs> basically is can't. It, it's Pretty, just it's like, like emeralds. Wait, I, I like the look of it, but does it actually? Oh, that's just a. It's a gel cap. It's, that's yeah. A, that's a transparent gel cap. I'm trying to make it. Focus oh, dude, on, you're not go. on par here. You're like totally off the mark at this point. Okay, but anyways, here's really what I <laughs> wanted to show. To um, oh, yeah. Alrighty, Tums, if you Classic. if you want to sponsor us, um, please do. But this is the one to get, folks. Assorted okay. berries, yum. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna it grab something. Good. I'll be right um, back. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna also grab a prop. We're out of Tums, so I have Talk nothing to grab. But <clears throat> yeah, when my wife was pregnant, she had a lot of uh, indigestion and she yes. preferred the, uh, I think it's the mint Tums. Um, so that's kind of our go-to. Oh, see, um, that's a but, very different realm. That, that's that's yeah. sort of like refreshing. It's know, not light. candy. It's, no. yeah, it's more of a, yeah, has a medicinal quality to it, I suppose. But, but you know what you could still do? Still tasty. You, could, <laughs> yes. you could eat one of those with like a little bar of dark chocolate, perhaps. Mm -hmm. That could be a nice pairing. <laughs> The and only then, issue is when you're eating Tums, you're trying to alleviate indigestion. You're consuming chocolate with it, but yes. One would think, but you could just use it as a fun part of your, you know, daily meal uh, routine. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. Tums, they are for specific situations, but I get excited to use them. Gas. Here we relief. go. Gas okay. relief. Extra. That's what I get actually in my gas, in my this pressure, is, in my chest. But these are on. chewy bites. This is a reveal all, really. Is what this, this is. is not. These are not. By the way, these are not mine. Oh really? Oh really? <laughs> these are your. Okay, husbands? look. They're they're honestly really old. I don't know whose they are. Oh, you don't know they're how they are covered up here. though. They came with the house know. when you moved in. <laughs> Yet I'll no, point out you knew at, exactly where to go. Look at how them. these look. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> My son would Thank eat them all. These taste like Mentos, but creamy. Mm. If you, if oh, you can okay. imagine. No, so I'm yeah, I do know those. I'm They're chewy it. with the crunchy exterior. Yeah. Yes, and when I said an Advil, an Advil-esque exterior, do you see what I mean? Mm. It's like oh wow. It's sort of a. It's like a shell. What does no, TG wait, wait, can you mean? Bite that in oh, half. Tums gas. <laughs> can you bite it in half? Can we see the inside? This TGM. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the inside mm, look like? Ooh, it's kind of a malty. Nice. Maltese Falcon over here. They should so sell them at movie theaters. I mean, exactly. No, they should. You should know like DM a, them though. I don't they think. should be like, buy this when you get our popcorn, so that you're not <laughs> farting up the next, the whole aisle. I feel like I keep Somebody's leaning to. to uh, go on. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I, it's unrelated. And perhaps I shouldn't speak about it. I feel like I keep leaning too close to my microphone. Oh. Mm. Is my audio good? Are we allowed to talk about that? 
Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a tell-all. You I mean, tell me, right? Talk, yeah. We've talked about our gas yeah. problems. We've talked about, you know. But in our chests, not the, ex, well, you know, not the less socially acceptable gas, which I one mean, should never speak about. I mean, in public. I mean, I don't know what the what <laughs> the ones that That's something we talk from. a lot about. Wait, what? <laughs> huh? What? Uh, actually, we're getting a comment. Someone, uh, Josh from the other room, is saying, uh, <laughs> "Pepto, anyone?" <laughs> Pepto Bismol. Uh, in, Joshy. Pepto Bismol. Um, <laughs> Pepto oh, Bismol like, is thoughts on Pepto? Yeah, thoughts on Pepto. <laughs> um, oh yeah, you know what I realized? I got so okay. Here's a topic. I was on the hunt for <laughs> for lifesaver meant for for spearmint lifesavers the other day. Uh-huh. I really wanted some um, or breath savers because they have. So the difference between a lifesaver and a breath saver is that breath savers have a circular center <laughs> in the middle where there's uh-huh. like these green dots. And, and that's like it, the flavor pocket. That's the flavor pocket. Whereas <laughs> lifesavers just have a hole in the middle and it's just not mm-hmm. a flavor pocket. But what I ultimately really wanted was certs. I don't know if you guys remember certs. Loved them. They had little crystals in them. It was like a lifesaver or actually a breath saver because it was just a solid circle with these crystals in it. And I looked and I was like, I went to the store the other day and I was looking and they did not have any of that. Hmm. They didn't have breath savers or lifesavers or certs like in the aisle when you go to check out or whatever. And so I was like, Hmm, this is a curious thing. Mm-hmm. So I went to the drugstore, I guess, like a while back, and they didn't have it either. And um, I was looking that I was like really wondering about it. I looked it up. Certs are discontinued at this point, which is a real bummer because they had not only did they have mint flavors, but they also had cinnamon and fruit flavor, which was hmm. a very good flavor. But Cert? I, how do you spell that? C E R T S. They came okay. in like a gold mm-hmm. sort of foil type of thing. Mm-hmm. But, but oh, they were individually I, wrapped? Or, no, no, no. It was like a gold foil. No, no. Like, it was like a roll. It was a yes. roll. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a little column. But I did manage to find um, some some lifesavers at a, uh, they look a like liquor that. store. And um, hmm. look, let me tell you something. I got wintergreen flavor, and I was I was eating it, and I was on walk, and I'm like, I, I realize I don't like wintergreen flavor. I much prefer <laughs> spearmint. And mm. I'll tell you why. Winter green, it tastes like motherfucking Pepto Bismol up in here. Mm. So know, that's what spurred that. this this uh, <laughs> digression. Yeah, yeah. we really. That's what the it. difference is. Spearmint <laughs> tastes like a real mint leaf. Mm-hmm. Winter green tastes like Pepto Bismol, and Pepto Bismol is trying to taste like mint, but it is not succeeding. No, no, I think Pepto Bismol is mm. kind of going for more of like a bubble gum. Like no, a, like a, no, no, no. I yeah, it's, it's pink. Like, yeah, they color pink. pink. They're not it's like trying to yes, candy, pink. sugary, I know bubble that it's gum. Pink. I know it's pink, but it's trying to taste like mint. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Yes, it is. Oh, it's, it's hard for me to comment on it without having one. I will bet you one, some money right now. I'll bet you Pepto some money Pepto-Bismol. Right Let's see what like the official <laughs> Pepto-Bismol uh, description Flavor might be. supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. While he's searching, I just want to comment. And as you were commenting on those breath mints, um, I thought like there's uh, not a lot of square breath mints. Um, usually gum is square, but breath mints are round. Right. Uh, Why um, is that? Just popped in my head. I'm That's sure they they focus tested it and people prefer sucking that. on something without something hard round. edges. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Wait, let's think about other things. Like, are, there's candies out there though that are like square. Square chiclets. That well, chiclets but, are gum. 
So oh, okay, gum once again. However, um, there's plenty of rectangular and you know sharp or sharp cornered gums out there. Yeah, I'm thinking of the realm of mints of, of okay. the minty realm. Right, um, minty realm things you suck on. Um, yeah, wow. I mean, dicks. Like, no, dicks yeah, <laughs> those aren't square. <laughs> they can be. Um, I mean, they come in all shapes think. and sizes. Um, Pepto Bismol. You've apparently, seen a square dick. Oh, me personally, absolutely not. Um, but, I missed what led to square dick, but now I'm enthralled. Um, You're there's like dicks they can in all be? shapes, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Square um, dick just, in a circle hole, I mean, just doesn't work. Unless you have the emotional connection, you make it work. Right, yeah, I guess that's square true. Dick. Um, square okay, dick. Guys. It sounds like some kind of dance. <laughs> what? I'm here to report that Pepto-Bismol is indeed mint-flavored, which is blowing I'm my mind. Because see, I think I'm more of like a, a visual overtaste kind of person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm seeing the bubblegum pink, and I'm see, thinking, those, the, mm, bubblegum. I still I'm, don't believe it. I think they say that just to like make it more accessible. Dude, but dude, there's some weird Pepto-Bismol flavor. I think it has to do with the fact that I can see past surface looks, and you can't. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, you're more... <laughs> um you know so, auditory he's more visual no, that's I'm, okay i think i'm just like really deep honestly mm. so deep. do you think that you could tell if someone had a square dick or not just by looking at yeah. it yeah <laughs> yes i do actually hmm. <laughs> because square is a visual description it's not something that well no i guess square is also a, it's an attitude <laughs> well would i have a square um, dick? because i do <laughs> do i look like a square dick <laughs> I guess one, okay, now you're asking me if I could tell what someone's dick would look like based on how their face or their body looks. Right. You would think you can, but But Dominic actually, asked me if I could just tell if mm -hmm. a dick was square by, I mean, the implication being that I'm looking at the dick. Mm -hmm. So, so square mean, means as long, not to talk about this, it's obscene, but as long as it is wide. <laughs> Oh, it's um, a square. It's like a perfect, yeah, perfect square. square, you know? So like a, a Minecraft is, dick. A dick that is a perfect square. I think mm -hmm. if I, if yeah. a dick was in the shape of a perfect square, I think I would be able to tell by looking at that. Mm. Yes. Okay. I mean, I unless I, I was blind. Well, I wouldn't, apparently, because I see Pepto-Bismol no. and all I taste is square dick. But <laughs> Which is bubblegum flavor. <laughs> um. You see Pepto-Bismol and you taste square dick. I taste square dick. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's what it all comes uh, to. Um, Rafit said, um, donuts are circles and rectangles, but not square. <laughs> Wait, that's true. Was that what you... That's I mean, a good that, point. That, that's, that's true. Um, I you mean... Know what, you know what, what about, Yeah. Hmm. What? Like a I'm thinking of like... Go on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. In terms of donuts, I mean, but go right, on. Right, right. What are you thinking well, of? You were talking a bear about claw? Those, little life, those little life... Something like a bear claw. I always yes. just want to like, you know, you just kind of want to like... Mm. Oh, you stick I mean? your tongue through them. Yeah. I like that. Sure. I that, I people do that in their mouth. I, I mean, that's probably, once again, back to the shape thing with sucking on mints. Having no hard edges probably is more pleasurable. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think it it's true because I've had things, you know what are really good that are not a, a circle per se, but you suck on them are lick sticks <laughs> You know, those like fun. Well, it's like the fun dip stick. You know, fun dip, the powdered candy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm familiar with it. It's it's obscene. It's really good. It's like fruit flavored powder, sugar, and it mm -hmm. comes with a stick, a vanilla mm -hmm. stick that you dip into the powder. That's like flour based. The stick is based. What you know? I'm so curious. I think it's sugar based, but okay. To be honest, I love the stick. I love how it's its own flavor. It really is not like any other candy out there. Hmm. 
and it's kind of a really wonderful palette, like canvas for, you know, enhancing the other flavors. But yeah, you suck on that thing so long and it becomes a sharp stick. Mm. <laughs> and um, a shiv, it can perhaps. cut. It can right. cut you. A weapon. It can cut yeah. you. Something it for cut you. something for when you go to prison and need a Yeah. Candies you don't find in jail, but if you have a loved yeah, one in jail and needs a defensive weapon, you can give him one. There you go. That yeah, would maybe. be so crazy. Like what if somebody killed somebody by lick a stick? Well they were like they Like went imagine to the, the guy's funeral and his family was like, We're so <laughs> we lost our poor Hector when he was stabbed by that lick a stick. Oh, I'm thinking of the, the I'm thinking of the guy who had to get it. Had. I don't know if they'd specify the source. They would just right. say he like was stabbed. Hardcore. Period. If someone pressed it, like, what was he stabbed with? Like, typically you'd think a knife. People don't ask what they're stabbed with, but yeah, and it comes out. No, but like, imagine the guy who killed him, and his, he's like in the mate with his cellmate, and he's like, yeah. I'm getting ready to murder Hector tonight. Yeah, he's, he's like licking his lick a stick, like, oh, I've been planning this for a while. No, he's and the guy's like, how his cellmate's like, how are you going to do it? And he's like, I got this liquor stick. It's getting motherfucking sharp up in here. Yeah. I, mean, I like the idea to a blade. I, I like the idea of him calling his loved one, being like, hey, man, you got any liquor sticks that you could send me? I got a plan of ruin. <laughs> like, send me five packs of fun dip ASAP. <laughs> motherfucker. You'll see how I um, get out. <laughs> Every day he just uses one. I got like... a motherfucker. Every day he's like, <laughs> one lick a day until it's sharp enough to take out the guy's it's name. Like rhymes. He's got he's got like one stick in his mouth and the other one's like up his butt, melting into a sharp stick. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Thank you for taking it there. And with that, we will be talking about um, Nomad Land in the second half of this episode. For those uh, just tuning in, wondering what the hell is going on. Uh, you know, we're going to chit-chat for a little longer here. Uh, in the second half of the episode, we're going to get to uh, Nomadland, which is um, a new film uh, starring Frances McDormand. It's uh, written and directed by, I'm going to get her name, uh, Chloe Zhao, uh, who also directed the writer. But we'll be getting into all that in the second half of the episode. Uh, Matt, I feel like I barely introduced you, but you're an editor, are you not? This is true, Dominic Mercurio. Is that how I pronounce your name? <laughs> Close enough. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, uh, my day job, uh, what pays the bills is editing, uh, moving pictures and mm. uh, for television. Um, and uh, yeah. Can you talk about some of the, can mm. you talk about some of the kind of shows that you edit? Um, it's mostly docu-series and reality TV. And, um, and I'll fill kind of the gaps between those longer show gigs with like sizzle reels uh, and trailers that are used to sell. Uh, shows also mostly the docu realm. I kind of fell into it in like 2008 during the recession. Needed work after getting laid off, mm -hmm. and um, I mean, I did go to film school, so I have a filmic aspiration. And uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm good at it. But um, does that mean docu you... series? Hmm. Oh, sorry. Hmm. I don't mean to. Cut no sorries. No sorries allowed. Um, <laughs> does that mean that you kind of get to like see all the stuff that doesn't make it onto air, like with these? you know, crazy reality stars. That's sure. what I was going to say. Have you um, ever seen people in the bathroom, like, <laughs> wiping or? You, you, you see some stuff. Uh, most of the shows I've edited lately is true crime. So it's very mm. much talking head driven and, and mm. the talking heads kind of drive the story. And then you use lots of B-roll and music to make it slick and exciting, create those moments, you know, like, and he said, um, she fired, uh, you know, she fired a shotgun at him before and then it goes, and you add the sound effect. Mm -hmm. um, so you uh, do the sound too? 
Yeah, reality editors and docu-series, I like to say docu-series because it sounds better, but I, I've been on definitely reality. I don't know where the line is drawn. Um, a huge amount of it is sound and music editing. The, the editor has a library of, of music and um, it's really him who's, who's uh, choosing all of that and editing the music down to like basically 30 second bits because kind of the style of that show is like change the music every 30 seconds. Right. Um, and, uh, and then you use lots of sound effects depending on the genre of show to uh, amp it up. Uh, and uh, create those moments of tension kind of because when you just see the people talking it feels like nothing but then you kind of find those moments where it's like oh this is a moment where we can change the cue or uh we can make a hit or or some type of sound effect there and um yeah and, and i have a story uh producer who works with me and does kind of what i see is like harder in a way they cut down a lot of the story and string it out with um talking heads and then i go in and make it um you know, uh, compelling and cinematic, hopefully, and and, and yeah. make it TV. You make the interview like feel like TV. Um, so and that's editing, yeah. With editing true crime, uh, are you ever like, you know, just basically just solving the murder, and then you're like, you know what? I'm not gonna say who it was. I'm gonna edit that right out, and then keep that certainly, to and then just submit it to really? the LA Times. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure exactly what you mean, but I mean certainly as in like all these shows are like keep you guessing until the end kind of right. thing. Even though it's obvious to us, maybe from the beginning, you're withholding information and choosing when to reveal it mm -hmm. um, to make it compelling. <laughs> but are there ever Fun. are there ever shows where they never like solve the mystery, but you might based on sure. maybe some of the footage that you've watched, know the true answer? Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, the show I'm on now, Accident, Suicide, or Murder, which is an Oxygen oh. show, season three. Um, nice. <laughs> I've edited, this is my fourth Oxygen show, and they have a certain style. Uh, and uh, this show is involves crimes that are most, or a lot of them are not mm solved in the court of law and so um but they're still fishy like the one i'm mm -hmm. editing um mm -hmm. involves a drowning death mm -hmm. and a wife who has been absolved of murder but it's pretty much clearly her based on all the people wow. who knew them and wow. what she said in the lead up to it and 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 the fact that she was married seven times before, which he didn't know and comes out, you know, that kind of stuff. Wow. It's a little schlocky, but- um, Accident, suicide, or murder? I mean, maybe- It's on the nose, to... folks. <laughs> maybe um, we can hit you with some situations and you could let us know if they were an accident, suicide, or, or murder, I mean. I'm no expert, I just, uh, I just make it compelling. That's my job, to kind of dress it up and that's where my strengths lie, I would say. I'm not as, I'm no detective. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but if you're ever uh, if you're ever attacked by murder, be sure to scratch, mm -hmm. folks. Get some DNA under your nails, and mm -hmm. then they can find him even if you die. <laughs> well, if any if any of our chat is has been victim to an accident, suicide, or murder, uh, write in and let us know, and and perhaps he can um, diagnose you. As, uh, yeah, or at least I can get you uh, get you on TV if you if you'd like to uh, be on TV and you have such a story. But I um, like I, I've. I like that, I like done, that phrase, yeah. like accident, suicide, murder. I'm just into it. It's it's like um, I like it. It's a good it's title. Like, I feel like it's like it's something nice. from like the 1950s. It'd be like accident, suicide, or murder. Oh, murder. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Like that. It's like yeah. It's but like you, what it's about. Yeah. Wait. So do you, so you say that you mainly do. You've been working working mainly on true crime stuff, but 
did you ever work on any kind of like really lowbrow kind of shows like about just you know real housewives type of thing or i've definitely uh I, I haven't cut Real Housewives. I work for the company that did New York Real Housewives. Um, and so I'm very familiar with that world because I've, I also like, I got into editing, doing casting editing, which oh, is yeah. um, mm -hmm. when they're trying to find people for reality shows. And I've definitely cut some casting editing for a lot of Real Housewives. Um, so uh, I'm familiar. Casting editing, so you're not, I, I imagine that on casting editing, you're not getting to see any of like the really hardcore. No, because Behind it's basically it's just interviews. You're cutting yeah, for yeah. story and character right. and then trying to dress it up with pictures and whatever. Gotcha. Um, like, I'm just curious because there was the time when Anton and I were invited to be on a reality show one, once and I, we looked at the contract and it was really outrageous in terms of what you're supposed mm. to sign away. And you're basically granting permission oh, for sorry. them to use footage <laughs> like you, they're allowed to keep cameras in the bathroom your bedroom mm -hmm. like everywhere and so you're you're basically like well it sounds law. it depends on the show you're on i mean yeah no i mean i'm sure it depends on the show but supposedly this was a standard issue contract but but this mm -hmm. was like for a, a show that was going to be on vh1 well i don't know i think i'm allowed to say that i don't think i signed an mm -hmm. nba for it but anyway mm -hmm. i was just like they said they swore they were never going to use any footage of like you taking a dump or whatever mm -hmm. but i wonder if you as the editor has gotten to see stuff like that <laughs> People digging dumps all the time. Yeah, like just like being in the bathroom. No. Um, <laughs> like, do you see people no, in private parts? No, I guess I haven't edited enough reality where it's like cameras following people around. Um, well, uh, I was an editor on Super Nanny uh, the year before last. They rebooted Super Nanny. And um, yeah, you see the behind the scenes stuff uh, where it's like the intensity of the household or the intensity. Mm. The host I have a lot of respect for, Joe Frost. Um, She's like the British nanny mm -hmm. um, and she's just like always on, always intense in a good way. I mean, she's a host, like she has a show for a reason. Um, but, um, you know, as the editor, you're like, OK, is this too intense here? Is she like laying to the parents? Is this, not, you know, like how you want to show the family like, oh, sh that that kind of makes the dad me hate the dad because he said that to his kid. Let's not use that. Or maybe we should use that because then it sets up this moment. Um, I don't remember there, your question. Like, no one's the, going to the bathroom in front of me. Damn it. Um, they but generally the, turn their mics off, but I'm sure I'm sure it happens. Yeah. People are caught on mics peeping. Oh, you like you hearing people peeping? Have you caught have you caught people farting? Like um off camera? <laughs> Just like I haven't really I, I don't like, think I remember like a fart. You're scrolling but, through a video and you don't see them, but you hear a <laughs> Just like there's weird noises down. and there's awkwardness and there's I mean, we're humans. We have holes in her face that emit mucus and you know there's there's weird things but uh after you see it a few times you you don't giggle you're just like okay moving on i got a day job uh -huh, i gotta finish uh -huh. my work <laughs> um but yes what's the most hardcore thing what's the most hardcore thing you've ever seen as an editor that didn't make it on the show gee whiz yeah, like, is there anything hardcore that you can remember hmm i don't know about hardcore i mean like emotionally the show i was on for three seasons long lost family which is on tlc where they reunite like adoptees and people who were in foster care with their birth family um, certainly had intensive emotional encounters. Mm. Um, yeah. But um, and, and then the intent, it's not like funny. I mean, it's like you hear horrible things. It doesn't things have to be funny. I want to hear. Wanna yeah, hear like it. horrible abuse stories that oh my oh, God. don't fit the show or just like it's too much. Like, wow, like, wow. Like where we kind of have to, sh there was one story I could think of with, 
I mean, not to get dark, but it, no, no, to get it was, dark, um, go for it. Anything. Two sons looking for their mother who disappeared when they were like five, and wow. um, their dad was a pedophile. And mm-hmm. we're going there. Um, and like no, took okay. them to. Um, I don't want to go into much detail because no, but like, but that didn't make there, it onto, but, and that right, didn't make we, it on the show. We sugarcoat some of that. Um, wow. Wow. Some of those details. Um, That's so in- because to me, we kind of leave it vague as in abuse, but it depends on the network you're cutting for. If it was for Netflix or HBO, you put that stuff in, but that was for okay. TLC and it's like not. But it TLC doesn't fit the is network. all about showing abused people. I feel well, like. on that show, I feel like it was like a very respectful tone. We didn't want to like, okay. and I, I and I assume the person talking to the, the person who suffered it, the victim uh, probably said, I don't want this in the show. Didn't want. OK. And, and so you. then legally we can't. And so no, I see. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, <laughs> editing. But did um, you guys? Yeah. I mean, like we don't I mean, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. But like, did you uh, did you feel did you have to report any of that kind of stuff that you found out about, like to the cops or anything like that? Pedophile? Uh, with them, I mean, I think his dad had already passed away and it's oh, in, wow. it's in mm-hmm. his court. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. I can tell gotcha. you more details about it, but I won't just because of legal right. reasons. But uh, <laughs> no, we want to edit it out. We um, need to keep the show. Keep yeah, it yeah. No, Total totally totally is 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 uh, you know pedophile free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got pedophile stories of the wazoo. What you want? No, I'm kidding. Um, but um, <laughs> stories overall edit- <laughs> editing. Um, it's cr- I'm a creative person, and it's very creative. Even if like I've edited, you know, lots of different. Uh, uh, shows of varying degrees of quality, perhaps. And, um, you know, it's it's always you still get to use that creative part of your brain. So I find it fun. And I find you always try to do the best you can with the footage you're given and just try to make it something good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good yeah. that the network likes, you know, because they're like, this right. is what we want. So you have to deliver that. Um, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, hey, by the way, for the record, people, just so you know, Matt is my best friend's husband and we're also good friends. And so that's kind of how we know Matt. I just wanted to let you oh, know your that. Best friend's husband. I don't so think my husband, my husband, we're best friends is not um you know we i don't even like using that term you know I, i'm sure I you're her it. best friend too and, <laughs> <laughs> um you know best what is that i'm not good with favorites in general like you know, it's, it's funny anton's and, not good with that either but i'm yeah. all about who's the best <laughs> I, know I feel I'm like it I feel like that limits me like when i'm like oh this is better than that because then i get yeah i get set in it when it might not be like it prevents Better me from evolving later, maybe. Like I, you know what? True as that may be, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm down with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna favorites. Yeah, no, it. it's good. If you I know what you favorites. love, you know what you love. That's a great. I, I thing. know what I love. Like I my know wife, I love steak. Your best friend or one of your best friends uh, knows what she loves, as you know. Like and yes, knows she what does. she hates. Um, That's why we like each other. And I'm different, just like you and your husband. I guess opposites. <laughs> Every couple should have someone who has favorites and someone who doesn't, frankly. That's true. Right. <laughs> it balances it out. It's Lord funny because when Anton says, like, I don't do favorites, I'm like, so I guess you could have just married anyone then because I guess I'm not your favorite. Whatever. <laughs> fuck, fuck you then. And then he <laughs> slammed the door <laughs> and mm-hmm. storm out like, of the house. Like, <laughs> um and then slept with a woman at a bar in the bathroom just kidding yeah and she um, was like she's, he's like sorry. he's like oh yeah we can do this because i don't play favorites so yeah he's like i don't give a shit about this woman <laughs> he's like Lord i just told um, my wife i don't play favorites so. did you ever have um, um did you have a myspace did you ever toy with that top eight business on, on myspace still got a myspace folks 
I feel like that. <laughs> I mean, it logged in. We all but, do. Yeah, we all do. But right. did you, I don't did, think I've... But did you like play with your top eight and stuff? You know what I mean? The Wait, is that like friends? your top eight friends? Yeah. You would oh, yeah. choose what was displayed in your kind of like friend. I didn't. I don't think I did that. Oh, but okay. All right. Well, I was just curious since you I don't play remember favorites. having done that. I don't remember. <laughs> I think having... I did. <laughs> I don't think I was aware of Honestly, that. I... What I'm asking I here I is, is where would I be in your top eight? That's basically what the what the question is oh, coming to. You'd here. be like in the top, you know, four. Three? Five. Four or five? <laughs> top four means four. You would be in the top four. You would be in the top four. I swear. I swear you'd be in the top four. <laughs> what about top three? That, I only have like four friends. <laughs> okay. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just feel no, like. I have like. I have if like, you were to say, like oh, you'd friends. be in the top three, then that means I'm third. And if you're like, oh, you'd be in the top four, then that means I'm four. You know what I mean? <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> No, no, like, that's oh, you'd not be what in the it top, means. Mm, 14. No, Dom, we don't need to define such levels of friendship. I Here's mean, everything thing, is have, nebulous and changing. It's true. No, I, I have like my top five favorite movies. You know what I mean? And like when somebody's like, and what are they? Is Sorry. Little Women? Is Little Women oh, okay. like one of your favorite movies? And I'm like, it's definitely in like the top five. Not the 2021, which I saw with you. No, not the 2021. No, no, I did not. Which I loved. I know you liked it. It's true, and we covered that for for totally tell me. But good job. I just did not like it. What can I say? But yes, see, even though I could say, oh, Little Women is definitely in like my top five, that doesn't mean that it's number five. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Is Picnic at Hanging Rock in your top five? Yes, it is. That's a film that both she and my wife is. share the love for. And I love, too, Peter we Weir. Amazing soundtrack mm -hmm. and atmosphere. Amazing, amazing soundtrack. It is a great movie. It. See, Laura, I feel like I also have a sort of like top tier of movies that at any given point when someone asks me, I just sort of like pick one of those favorites. So at Same. what point in your life would you say to someone, oh, yeah, Dominic, my best friend? You know what I mean? Like, in what situation would it take... Like, is it maybe shortly after we filmed the music video that you'd be like, oh, yeah, Dominic, my best Dominic, friend. Dominic, my best friend. Shortly after you said Maybe yes, after Dominic. my wife is killed in some horrible accident. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, what's it going to take? No, what's yeah. it going to take? Here's what it's going to take. Shortly after Dominic decides that he wants to make my next music video. <laughs> oh, Dominic, my best friend. <laughs> All right. Check. No, 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 no. Noted. Um, I mean, for free, of course. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, I, I, I referred to you as my best friend at times. All right. All right. Well, so I guess I was just wondering what those times were, but we don't have to. Am I, your don't have am to I one of your best friends? Uh, top four. Yeah, top four. <laughs> Not knowing your relationship well, from what I gathered from my distant perspective, was that Dominic was one of your closest friends. He is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As is Laura. Top four. Absolutely. Yeah, let me put it this way. <laughs> yeah, favorite. she's not going lower than that until... <laughs> You're she my changed. favorite partner that I've worked with on a podcast. <laughs> as you are, as you are. <laughs> well, tonight that changes but with the arrival of Matthew Mangs. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you're, you're not, you're a guest on the show, which is lovely, but mm -hmm. Dominic is like my partner in this podcast, and this is also the only podcast I've ever done. So. <laughs> right. I get it. Well, you've done no, your brother's podcast. You've done your brother's podcast, though. No, but like, I'm not on mm -hmm. that. That's not my project. Okay. Well, I was just wondering Has if your... I rank higher than your brother. That's all I was wondering, you know. Um, I don't it's count my to... brother. I count my brother as a, my brother is definitely a best friend, but he's also my brother, so it's like different. Right. Yeah, it's right. different. It's a different category. Different. But I mean, mm -hmm. he is definitely like a best friend. You know, there's no mm -hmm. doubt. Has um, he been on the show a lot? He's been on a few, a few mm -hmm. times. Yeah, yeah, few yeah times I mean, there. he was on it fairly recently. Do you like him, Dominic? Oh, absolutely not. No, no. 
It's a, okay. it's a complete nightmare every time he's on. Do you like him? Let's yeah. get an honest answer here. Yeah. I, I'd <laughs> Now's say the night. I'd say he's top 27. 27. That's he's top bad. 27. You have 27 <laughs> friends? Oh, my God. You're so popular. At least. I mean, um, couldn't even wow. get into it all. I mean. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Anyways, Laura, what's, what's, uh, what's been going on with you before we get into this movie? Okay. I have a few things yeah. I wanted to talk about. Uh, one is that... Uh, oh, dear. Sorry. I have to bring up. Um, okay. Well, what's up with you, actually, real quick? Because I'm like looking at my... I need to bring up a list real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. I got it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was about to ask Dominic a question. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Go ahead. Ask him a question. Back to your last name, Mercurio. Is that mm. Italian? It is Italian, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Does it relate at all to mercurial, like volatile, hot-tempered? Mercur- mercurial. Yeah. Thank I'm, you. I'm a hot-tempered, complete <laughs> asshole. Um, if you mm-hmm. if you set me off, I mean, there will be hell to pay. Uh, I am seconds away from throwing this glass. <laughs> it doesn't mean that's how you are. We're just wondering if that your name is related to the word mercurial. It's, it's hidden within you, though, the, the, the mercury. Right. The, the, it's actually, yeah. I believe it's Italian for mercury, like the planet mercury. Wow, Ooh. that's interesting. Mercury is the planet that control that like rule governs communication. Hmm. Oh, well, look at In that. In the astrological realm? Or... In the astrological realm, mm-hmm. yes. Mm. And here we are communicating. Um, so anyway, I found my topic, so we can talk about me. Um, yeah, so I was talking. So I was talking to my brother about, um, like, well, we were talking about movies, and then he was, we were talking about like favorite movie types and stuff, and I was saying how I really like period piece dramas, and specifically lately, I I I recently watched a fun movie that was a period piece drama about geishas, and mm. I. I like a lot of I like Japanese historical like dramas and same thing with Chinese historical dramas because I love like all the costumes and art direction and stuff, mm-hmm. especially when they're like pre 1940 or whatever. But um, but anyway, he was like, so do you like do you like? Oh, yeah. He was talking about um, we were talking about promising young woman and he was giving me his full diagnostic on the movie and his like opinion on it or whatever. And we were talking about the villains in that movie and how this is a recent film. I'm sorry. I'm it's, not plugged it's in a recent this. film. It's mm-hmm. a recent film, but he felt that like all of the like kind of villainous people in the movie were very one dimensional and like that made it very kind of, you know, not compelling as mm-hmm. a driving character. What about and then the, as screenwriting like, guru Robert McKee says, if you don't feel your story is compelling enough, increase the forces of antagonism. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess that doesn't fully relate. Uh, but yeah, making a fully fleshed villain always uh, always well, makes the story like, better. And they weren't like they were just like the bad guy. Like I mean, the bad it's, guys, not, yeah. it's not like a horror movie or anything. The like sources that, of antagonism bad. for the protagonist. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think that he felt that they were all very one dimensional, and I kind of agreed with him. And then. Um, he was like, so what do you think about zombies or whatever? And I was like, hate them. <laughs> who who wants so to get bitten by a zombie? Who likes zombies? No, no, well, I know you. Zombies mean. just have nothing to offer. They're just like, they don't even talk. They're just like, oh, you know what I mean? Like they just Well, it depends on the, the, there's different zombies. There's fast zombies. There's slow zombies. There's, but then um, they don't, they never like talk and they're all just dead, like undead people. Well, they talk in personalities. Um, Day of like, the Dead, the '80s Romero one. They say brains. So they they tie down a zombie on a table and keep but so they brains. don't like speak and they don't have sentences. And then I was like, but vampires, on the other hand, I can get into because they're like hot and they say stuff. 
Yeah. And they have personalities and stuff. And then we were just like talking about different scary things and trying to decide if we like them. So here's what I like and what I don't like. I don't like zombies. I do not like um, Can I, uh, hmm. like deep sea creatures, really, because there's just like nothing to them. Nothing um, to them. What do you mean? Like, are you saying in a really film talk. or? Oh, they don't talk just as a villain, as a source of danger. As a, yeah, as a yeah. Oh, yeah so yeah. you're negating Jaws. I mean, Jaws is like fun as a movie, but I'm not like that into. I mean, you know what? I like a shark because it's kind of a fun. I like sea creatures in that way of. I mean, in more of an exploratory way, in exploratory way. But like as a character, I really couldn't care less. Right. I really like vampires. I like witches. I like the devil, and I like demons. <laughs> but I pretty much. So you like the ones that else. have elements that are. Um, Complex you know that, that complex, but but that people might enjoy, like immortality or um, yeah, you know, well, definitely like that. <laughs> well, it's not just immortality. Like I don't think a witch is necessarily defined by immortality, but I think that. But they are those, stronger than normal humans. But then we were talking about other like specific types of villains, like for example, Freddy Krueger, and he's a good scary guy because he's got a personality and he's got something to say. You know what I mean? Whereas Jason and Michael Myers, they may as well be zombies because they don't even right. Talk. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Freddy Krueger perhaps is more entertaining and compelling. Maybe less I, scary because he does talk, though. Is right, he less but he's, scary? he's yeah, definitely yeah. like more fun to watch. Right. Because I think also zombies like are, a, way, are way less scary than something like um, yeah, like like, like Jason or 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 Mike, oh, oh, Mike Myers, Mike, Michael Myers, because oh, I feel yeah. like Michael Myers is like this force of a, of a of a person. Mm -hmm. Like he still takes a humanoid form, like zombies, but he's just like. A force, whereas zombies are kind of in general weak and dumb. You know, like they're, and they're easy like to outsmart on their own. They're only intimidating they're so hordes or whatever. You know. Yeah, that's why I don't understand. Like, how can people be into like Walking Dead and stuff like that? Because it's just like well, people like apocalypse situations because you could put yourself in that situation and um, imagine yourself as a survivor. Um, also, I, I want to. But it's just like yeah about the I feel like there's like the zombies are such a central thing to those kinds of shows that it's like oh my god get me out of here I guess zombies <laughs> it's less personal with Jason and those other ones you mentioned right, it's more they have you more like in their sights and so it's like they're coming after you the zombies just like oh look meat go right um, exactly I, I'm frankly I think zombies are an amazing like creation Oh, okay. George Romero for cinema, for film, TV. However, it's just been overdone and I'm sick of it and I never seek out zombie stuff. Mm -hmm. That's my issue with zombies. It's just been overdone. Whenever I hear, mm. I'm surprised, like 10 years ago, I was like another zombie thing and now I'm still like another zombie thing. But I guess right. it allows But see, situation. I wouldn't get yeah. sick of a vampire thing though. In that, that's been going on for I decades and decades. I, was I am skeptical no, of vampire no. things unless it has some new angle. Um, no, I mean, like, but. if it's like, if it's a well done, vamp of course, there's like cheesy vampire shows like that show on HBO that I forget what it's called, but first True Blood. Blood. True Blood, yeah, not mm -hmm. First Blood, not Rambo. Um, no, but <laughs> like, when it, like, a vampire by nature, though, I just think is a more compelling character because they are seductive, you know what I mean? And they are, they're immortal. They're also like eternally youthful, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're typically supposed to be really beautiful. And so you're a very visual person, and or before you were auditory, now you're visual. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I uh, like. So you I like beauty, you like. So you probably love all the greasy people in uh, Nomadlands. But anyway, we'll get there soon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that. I guess we'll get there. But yeah, uh, Dominic, do you like zombies or no? Uh, I mean, I I agree with you, Matt. Like, I feel like they're pretty 
overdone, but I'm not opposed to a, a if a zombie is part of a story, it's not like an instant no from me. It's more just like oh my it's god, it's really got to Well, I I feel like I feel like it's I, I'm more into the virus infection kind of zombie rather Pandemic than like element. A, rather than like the undead zombie. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. Because I still feel like you'd probably call those zombies. Yeah. Like I'm talking. I guess Walking Dead is Walking Dead. I, I can't Walk, remember yeah. actually. Or is Walking Dead a virus dead? thing or is it an undead thing? Um, They're undead. It's a vi. I mean, uh, or, I shoot. Know. I loved. Um, like yeah, okay, I don't there's know. there's like this video game series. <laughs> there's this video game series called The Last of Us, and in yes. that it's a virus, and it's not like they have died and then they came back to life. It's more like. You know, if COVID nineteen really got out of control and and was like causing some sort of you know, in that game it's like a fungal thing that overtakes your body, and that's like a far more compelling thing to me because then I'm like, okay, I can kind of like get behind this. And plus, it's that story is completely not about them anyways. It's really like about the people, and I and and that's that, the allure of Walking Dead. I think that is the right. lure of Walking Dead of Walking Dead. But I totally agree that Walking Dead is like so it gets so not. boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It never was I saw the first two and a half seasons. Uh, my wife doesn't typically like gory stuff, but we enjoyed it. But then it just felt yeah, like, okay, so we've been here already and we've seen enough. Like, it feels like it's not going to surprise us that much. It's gory now. for, I, mean, I don't know. It's gory for, for no reason sometimes too. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's kind of for shock value. And I, I feel like the zombie genre now, it's like you expect that. Like, okay, we need some horrific yeah, like they're. I mean, they eat flesh. So. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Walking Dead. Yeah, it. I tried when getting the pregnant. Wife of Rick, the main character in season two, was killed. That was pretty freaking intense. Hmm. I don't know if you recall. There, he he walked in where she was hiding, and she was gone except for like a pool of blood. And in the corner was a zombie with his belly swollen and just like because eh, he had eaten so much. Um, <laughs> So that stuck with me. So much baby. (laughs) So much pregnant. He's like, now I'm pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. He has to deliver. And then Rick had to deliver the baby from a zombie. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, wait. Um, No, certainly not. Certainly not. I wouldn't put it past the show, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) Wait, can I tell you one other thing, though, that's kind of an interesting thing? Might have been season three. I'm not sure, but go on. I was going to bring up as a topic. Um, Guess what I got into recently? Started doing. What? Transcendental meditation. Okay, uh, dang, I could talk about that. Really? Um, but I, Have you I, done it? I got my mantra when I was thirteen. You did? Wow. Yeah, my dad is really into TM, as uh-huh. those in the no no. Um, but um, so yeah, so meditation has always been in the background of my life since I was like twelve or thirteen. Because um, so I took. Pra- do you do it now? I try to now and then. It's been a while. I have my phases. Um, I'm not convinced. My thing with TM, um, which David Lynch is a big proponent of in the subject of film, but um, my thing with TM is like, it doesn't matter what your mantra is, um, or your mantra could even be your breath. Uh, TM, you have to pay them money to receive your mantra. And if you want your mantra upgraded, you pay them more money and they make it longer. Uh, My dad's really into that. Um, Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got a few more. I'm probably See, not giving the best of- represent. The point is, yes, I support it and I support meditation and it's healthy. TM specifically isn't necessarily, um, I'm, I'm not on board in terms of the paying and in terms of the magical mantras that are special where um, I think you can just listen to your breath or something repetitive to achieve the same effect. 
Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. take my comments off the air. Wait, did um, you have to pay? Did you pay to get your mantra? I mean, my dad did. He he oh. he was into TM for a while, and he really wanted me and my sister. She was like sixteen. I was like twelve. Uh, to to do it. So we went to some guy's house who was an official TM teacher a few times and he taught us how to meditate and gave us our mantras in a special ceremony where he like mm-hmm. lit stuff on fire. I yeah. mean, he, he lit candles. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, it's something. Yeah. I think meditation is quite amazing. Um, See, I've um, always had a hard time with other kinds of meditation because what I like about this is that like the mm-hmm. very simplistic approach to it and like the attitude of you're not trying to control anything or stop your mind from going anywhere or stop or focusing on your breath. Like the thing that I've had with other meditations before that I found difficult was having to just sit there and focus on your breathing and like try to deep, deep breathe where mm-hmm. that, that just makes me feel inhibited and like it's a chore because I have to achieve a certain goal in the state of meditation. Whereas, I don't know, I guess this, the whole way that mm-hmm. I've been presented with it so far has been like, it doesn't matter what, what your mind, where your mind goes or how you're breathing. You're not trying to control anything at all. You're just doing the mantra and like sitting and I don't know. So, so this mm-hmm. is like day two for me and I'm really mm. liking it. I think it's really good. Cool. I don't know. I feel like it's just, it is like diving into the ocean and being I think it's like whatever way. your tool is to dive into the ocean whether yeah, it's whatever your works or... for anyone I mean exactly me, this is this is helpful for me because I haven't been able to get there with other types of meditation myself but mm-hmm. I mean other things I've experienced I've had experiences no doubt but like in terms of a daily meditation this is working it's really cool. <laughs> Day and two, ex- she's uh, reaching Nirvana. And oh, um, I'm excited to see like where this me. goes. And yeah, I just thought good. Dominic, you'd be more interested because I thought you were all like enticed by it because of David Lynch or whatever. I am but, interested. Yeah. And I was no, too. I saw him. I saw him do a talk in San Francisco, uh, maybe like two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it wasn't just mm-hmm. about transcendental meditation. This is like the most fascinating subject yet, but I have to use the bathroom, and I don't know if I need to vocalize oh. that, but I shall uh, excuse myself. Yeah, yeah, Please go continue. Ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all sure. good. Um, yeah, so he, he talked about a bunch of stuff. I mean, he was kind of talking about, uh, his film life, of course, but like, uh, as any, I think, talk with David Lynch, uh, it kind of got to transcendental meditation, meditation. Um, and he was mm. taking questions, uh, from the audience <laughs> there in San Francisco and, and yeah, it sounds totally fascinating. I mean, I, I, I agree with Matt that like, I think any, whatever meditation kind of works best for you, I mean, totally go for it. I've never tried yeah. transcendental med- meditation. Um, I mean, granted, I guess the, the monetary end of it kind of turns me off, but I mean, I, I love the, how it sounds. I mean, <laughs> right. No, know, see, I was great. turned off by like how expensive, like when I first heard about, you know, how heard about it through David Lynch, really, it was like, you know, it's a really awesome tool or technique, but it's really expensive to get the mantra and all this stuff. And it was like a thousand dollars or something or at least minimum. Yeah. But that is not the case here. Yeah. Yeah. So I found out there's like basically a transcendental meditation um, organization that's like nonprofit. And I mean, (laughs) you do pay a little bit, but it's like not to me. It's very reasonable. It's like you have less. It's like taking lessons. Like, I mean, you know, I charge money to give lessons and like that seems to be totally acceptable by societal standards. 
And I feel like if somebody's teaching you a technique, whether it be meditation or anything, oh, they yeah. deserve to get paid a little bit. You know what I mean? And to me, the amount totally... that it's costing is very, very reasonable. So yeah. I'm just like, this seems totally fine. Like, I'm totally down, you know what I mean, for this. And I don't think it's about... No, I'm not... actually should have asked this. In, uh, t so Emily Jane White, my good friend, is also doing it, too. Yes, I know and, Emily. Um, <laughs> my good well, friend for Emily. The, for those who don't know. But, um, <laughs> but uh, we're both taking it from the same um, group, like organization or whatever, and we're both enrolled in the same course. And um, even though it's like, it starts off one on one with your instructor. But um, mm. but I was asking her, I was like, I wonder if like, do you ever change your mantra over time? Or do they ever like try to give you a different mantra? Or is the one that you're given in the beginning, like for life? And then she said she thinks that it's for life, which I was glad to hear because yeah, I, I believe it is. Oh, because you said that you can upgrade your mantra, which that, they, that does it'll, shade. your mantra will still be the base. I think they add on some, <laughs> some, some uh, elements to the word. That's what my dad put it. I, I really can't speak See, to it. And um, but he he said he got some more syllables. <laughs> He's like, now I'm really getting deep, folks. I upgraded. Well, <laughs> like, see, I'm not the way that mine. The, I was just telling Dominic the way it's working for me is not like you don't like pay for the mantra. I'm just paying for some buddy to give me lessons for like four times you know i support what I mean? that so it's not, I, yeah i don't i, I don't like mean to make totally it sound like reasonable. it's some scientology no, 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 I, racket it's not i, I, I understand yeah. the the mentality of that because when i first heard about it the way it was presented just from the information i had gotten peripherally like through david lynch and whatever was that it costs like thousands of dollars to know about how to use the techniques and stuff like that or whatever mm -hmm. to get the mantra but that's not even the case through the organization. It's a non the, the organization that I'm learning through right now is like a nonprofit and it's like really reasonable, like not ex that expensive at all. I mean, it's not even, it's like if I charge a certain amount for a music lesson, mm -hmm. <laughs> like that would be more expensive than how much this is costing. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know? And I feel like it's somebody's time that they're spending yeah. with you. So why not? I feel like they deserve to get paid for some. I don't know. I just mm -hmm. think it's totally. Sure, I, I, I see that. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I don't see it as like any. It doesn't seem like a a scam. I just at really all. had to pee. Now I feel much more calm about TM now that I peed. <laughs> um, but no, hey, but... we'll see how it all goes. But it seems like it's like, I don't know. It's interesting to consider the fact that I'm doing this and sort of like engaged in practicing lucid dreaming, mm. or like. And so I don't know. I, I'm trying. I'm. It's interesting because it does seem like it's had a little bit of an effect on my dream, like my dreams over the last couple nights in terms of the patterns that have changed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like over yeah, the last. I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, you're intentionally trying to change the way. Well, your you think in that moment. Um, so yeah. Uh, well, I guess lucid dreams are basically proof that you can change. You can affect your dreams by the conscious things that you do in your waking life, in your you know awake state. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's interesting, but it's interesting to see how this would affect that because you're kind of going into like a subconscious state when you do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just really. I don't know. It's kind of a weird kind of thing. But I'm. It's. You should, I'm excited you should hit up David it. Lynch. See if he'll uh, you know bring you on bring you on his next TM tour. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Hey, yeah. spokeswoman for <laughs> him. him up. <laughs> yeah. What's um, uh, anything new with you, Dominic? Well, I think we report? should get to this movie. We're we're about oh, at 8 p.m. Right. here, and I think uh, <laughs> I think it's about time to talk Nomad Land. Okay. All right. um, <laughs> so Nomad Land is uh, it's going to be the topic of the day. Hold on, let me pull up the the uh, the old poster here. 
Um, yeah, so Nomadland, it's a, it is technically a 2020 film in the sense that it came out for, I believe, just like one week in December. Um, but mm. I don't know. I'm more inclined to call it a 2021 film just because that's when it's now reached Hulu and people can much more readily <laughs> see it. Um, and it's directed by Chloe Zhao, who also directed a couple other films. But I would say most notably her last film, which was The Writer. Um, did any of you happen to see that? It's um, it's about a bull rider. Uh, yes, it's about a bull rider. Just yeah, who, um, um, gets. A I, I read some reviews. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. Um, I don't know the story, but uh, I know she makes respected, uh, realistic movies about people in subsets of culture you might not always be familiar with. I think one is about like a Native American brothers or something. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the writer um, is about a. a a bull rider or maybe it's horse rider. I don't know. It's actually been a while since I've seen Sorry it. Sorry about that. Who um, gets in know. an accident and then uh, he's paralyzed. And a lot of the people that she cast um, are just like playing themselves more or less. Like I think that uh, the, the brother in the movie was actually a brother of someone who that happened to or like some of that. It, it was like more or less she just was casting real people. Like there was, it was almost all non-actors or potentially all non-actors. Wait, in writer? In the writer, yeah, but also oh, this. Oh, because I this, yeah, I looked that um, up about she, this movie too. She does, she just does that. <laughs> like, well, it definitely uh, ha- had that look. Yeah, yeah. So again, she's back with uh, *Nomadland*, which is getting tons of critical acclaim. Um, she, this stars Francis Francis McDormand, who's pretty much the, or she really is the only uh, actor no, in, the, in the movie. Oh, yeah, and David Stratharn. Uh, Strat Stratharn. Good night and good luck. Yeah. yeah, I just know from he's Good Night and Good Luck, and he's in lots of stuff. He's like highly yeah, he's in respected indie-ish character actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you can find it on Hulu if if you haven't seen it. But if you have seen it, um, you know, then you already know all of this. Really, we're gonna talk with no spoilers at first. So uh, if you if you haven't seen the movie, feel free to keep on watching. We're not gonna um, discuss the story of the movie. We're just gonna kind of talk about our first impressions of what we thought, and then we'll kind of like dig into the specifics, like scenes and. And, you know, ultimately what happens in the movie um, a little later. And we'll put up a spoiler warning when we do that. So for now, we're just going to talk about what we generally thought of the movie. And we like to start with the guest here. So, uh, Matt, what what did you think of No Well, I watched it with my wife last night. We started a little late. We were tired. Uh, upon finishing the film, we realized it was daylight savings. Lost an hour. But anyway, um, I thought mm-hmm. it was really good and great um and it was like a special small film it was one of those films i feel like it's hard to approach a film when it starts getting all this praise like if i came across it on the film festival circuit i'd be like "Ooh, this is special and intimate and about these people uh that i haven't really thought about or known about um and so what's my point i really liked it um it was very effective if you saw uh, it in a film festival and hadn't heard of it you you would have been like all over it but maybe no yeah i feel like yeah it's hard to shut out the oscar buzz because then you see it as almost like trying to be what people are telling you it is when it's not Mm -hmm. it's not that and you have to kind of separate it from that to take it for what it is and it's such a small um delicate uh i like movies like that um Mm -hmm special film and and sad it was mostly had a sad feeling and was sad because all the characters are kind of united in their grief and they're all kind of 
removing themselves from society, but then finding, I guess, their own society of sorts Mm -hmm. where they're not as rooted or don't have to be as rooted and don't want to be as rooted. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 3.7 out of four. (laughs) Laura, what what did you think? Um, yeah, I don't know. It was like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) You know, I guess Frances McDormand, it's like, I liked her in Fargo, you know what I mean? And she was good, but then I feel like it's like when she's in stuff now, it just, I feel like expected that it's going to be this great movie, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Or there is this kind of buzz about it that makes you feel like, well, you've seen her in a lot. You're like, oh, she's acting. Look at her right, act. Like, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's like she's an actor. She's yeah. on the screen. And it's like, even if she's trying to be downplayed or subtle, there's this feeling of like pomp about it to me. Or there's some kind of ulterior thing going on that I, I feel like it's there, but maybe it's not. But maybe it's, I don't know, a combination of things. And it's a little bit of a turn off. But at the same time, that's fine. <laughs> so you had trouble maybe... Um, because of her history as an actress and what you associate with her. Like, had it been an unknown name, you might have been more swept up in it. Nah, I don't know. It's like, I mean, look, I respect the subject and all, but it's like old people and, I don't know, I like kids. <laughs> I That's like true. Them. None of, I there like, were no, very few children. Like, children like were in the places of, like, of, of stationary, um, um, you know, stability uh, in the film where there weren't children out in the road. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, no, it's cool. It's just funny. I was, this is nothing I was talking about with my brother is like my younger brother is really into the show mash right now. And I'm just like that. Looks the original like mash. Yes. And I'm like, That's that funny. looks like the most boring thing I've ever witnessed in my days of living on this planet earth. Because it would always come on like after family ties when I was a kid mm-hmm. and it just seems so boring. It was like these people in a helicopter wearing like, camouflage gear yeah. and it was all grown-ups and i'm just like who cares about this mm-hmm. he's like you don't even know he's like also you need to start watching cheers and you need to watch frazier and i'm like all old people knowing your brothers <laughs> yes probably- i would i would be surprised if they didn't love frazier there's something about <laughs> frazier where i feel like it would i'm sure it's them. good but i'm just like i don't know i realize i like shows where there's young girls mm-hmm. <laughs> like the show girls yeah preferably like well i do like the show girls but Especially if it's like a period piece, Edwardian or Victorian drama where they're wearing white dresses and they're attending an all-girls school. That's my typical <laughs> setting and backdrop. No, no, but I just... Is there I a show really that like... meets that criteria? What? Is there a show there that a meets show? that criteria of girls in an all-girls what? school period piece? They are what... I mean, there was actually a, a new version. of They made a... Sh- uh, Amazon made a show of Picnic at Hanging Rock and... Oh, I heard about uh, it, yeah. Absolutely horrible. Oh, no. um, I won't get into it. (laughs) Tara Hummel says, ugh, I love MASH. (laughs) So we got some some MASH lovers up in here. I've only seen the Altman film. I have not seen um, the series. But yes, I agree. When I was young, it looked boring. Um, But the Altman film is great. Uh, Oh, really? Like, I'm sure it's good if you get into it. But I just, I don't know. I realize that I I like coming of age stuff in general, like almost all the stuff that I really gravitate towards hmm. has some element of coming of age in it, whether mm-hmm. it's Game of Thrones or, you know, I mean, like I'm watching this show right now called The White Princess, which some people would probably be bored to death by, but it's like kind of about Sounds Henry like VII. And anyway, point being, I just, I like <laughs> when there is some part of the show or movie where that is happening. 
Um, but mm. it doesn't have to. That's not like what mm-hmm. I'm exclusively about. I don't have. It's not an absolute like requirement. But this movie is just kind of you know it is what it is. It's fine. Did you like it? What do you think, Dominic? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm more or less with you guys. Um, I felt like it was beautiful, like beautifully shot. I love the look of it. Mm-hmm. I love the yeah. I feel like palette. if I saw it on the big screen, other than my small monitor, we don't have a big TV. I, I would have like some of those. Um, sorry to interrupt. Uh, yeah. You know, wide shots of the landscape in her van. I'd be like, ooh, I would have been swept up maybe even more in the theater. The, the landscape <laughs> stuff was some of my favorites. Like I. I I really did love uh, watching all those beautiful sunset moments and just kind of like her mm-hmm. in the yeah. desert, just kind of like out in the wilderness. Walking through without a cut where she's kind of like waving to the crowd. And yeah, it's like the perfect moment. The lighting is, is really yeah. beautiful. So mm-hmm. from a visual standpoint, love it. Um, from a, even the concept I, I'm, I'm into. Like I, I, I like the idea of, of following you know, these sort of nomads through their daily life and, and you just kind of get a sense of what it might be like to just kind of be living out of your car and and just kind of barely getting by. And and honestly, when it started, when it started, I was like, all right, I think I'm going to be like really vibing with this movie. This seems like I'm kind of interested in these people and I want to know what's up. But then as you're like, on, ooh, Amazon, I order Amazon packages. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. And then he I, works at Amazon. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, it's um, in the beginning. Oh, right. You you find out that she works at Amazon to kind of make her her money. I mean, I guess in in a non spoiler setup, it's about this uh, town. Or the, the film really starts with a card that talks about this town in Nevada where a coal plant was shut down, and then basically the town, more or less, the implications are that the the whole town had to vacate uh, and become nomads. Nomads and Frances McDormand. It wasn't plays, coal though, but go on. Oh, it wasn't cold. Was, was it like drywall or something? Like I don't remember the term they used, but it was it was something for construction. Okay. Um, go oh, on. You're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so but she, uh, Frances McDormand, plays uh, a nomad who is kind of like just living out of her car, and she works at Amazon to kind of make en- ends meet. But then her term is kind of up at Amazon, so then she's like really just kind of on her own, and then you know life ensues really. Um, and it, she's kind of encountering many people who are living this life as well. So you're kind of getting many different stories. Um, sheetrock, uh, Josh just commented and that's sheetrock. Right. Uh, thank sheetrock. you. I said drywall. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just felt like the movie kind of went on and on and I felt like I, the least interesting part was Frances McDormand. Like I could not believe her in this role. And I think that she's like a pretty good actress too. It's just like pretty all- good. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. She is a great actor. I mean, she is a <laughs> yes, very good yes. actress. There's but, no um, doubt. There's something about. But this in this, it was that... a lot about the role required her to respond to people non-verbally a lot, and so she was listening to people and kind of sitting there and shitting in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I couldn't get kind of over just Frances McDormand being Frances McDormand and being in a Frances McDormand Oscar-nominated right. movie. You know, like she has an acting right. style. Once again, she's amazing. But um, she does this thing. I realized where she'll like give you kind of a stare and then like she has this like jerkily she'll jerkily move she'll be like hmm, hmm, i'm gonna do this now um she, yeah anyway <laughs> she'll like stop and be like hmm, hmm. her reaction Jer- like, jerkily move anyway that's kind of her style i don't, I don't know, know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about some of it but i mean it's great it <laughs> she's a great jerkily mover yeah but go on um no i think that's pretty much it i mean yeah i just i i was just kind of i felt like it was long in the tooth and i i felt like um you know, I, I wanted to 
I, I wanted to learn more about the people that she was around than than her herself, to be honest. And and, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes sense now because I was reading up about it after the fact uh, that again uh, she cast non actors and. Um, even though there was obviously some moments that the non-actors kind of had to like act and then that kind of felt weird too. I felt mm-hmm. like when they were just given the opportunity to maybe just actually tell their story, which it seems like there's moments in this movie where the director likely just asked them like, Hey, can you just kind of like basically just say what happened to you? You know, mm-hmm. those moments I found the most compelling in, in the movie to kind of like get these little, and when you kind of learn yeah. their wound, like what brought them out here and they all had, it was all always, yeah, different. it was always grieving. Um, yeah. My wife made an interesting point while we were watching. She's like, this is like the opposite of hoarders and hoarders. They had something terrible happen. And now they collect all this stuff in this, they had something terrible happen. Now they got rid of all their stuff. They're both kind <laughs> of extreme responses to, your you know world being shattered by the death of a loved one but maybe they also had no choice but to get rid of all their stuff i was gonna say it's kind of funny that like they that she wanted to cast all these non-actors in the in the movie and then like the one main character is like one of the most famous actors of all time (laughs) like notoriously an actor you know but she doesn't have any plastic surgery so she looks (laughs) authentic and i support that Um, she does have an earthy vibe about her yeah i also just wanted to respond to like your comments about or both of your guys's appreciation for cinematography that's actually one thing I'm like a little disappointed by to be honest. Oh, really? Because not not the cinematography, but like when I saw their preview for the movie, the one thing that looked really fun about it was all the landscape stuff, you know, and the outdoors aspects of the visuals. And I was like, oh, I could get into going around the world or traveling around with some nomads, you know. But I feel like they didn't go to that many landscapes that were that different like the one cool place was that really mountainy place that had like the cool rocks and then everything else was just like open desert and I'm like come on guys I thought we were going to visit some like different landscapes here you know I thought she was going to be going to all these different kinds of terrains but it was really only like one terrain (laughs) so I was a little let down by that to be quite I mean that's that's not true though I mean she she goes to multiple different states but they don't look that different. It's like kind of the southwesty. I understand, but that's yeah, just it's the like story. the southwest. Um, I mean, she does go. Well, to you wanted Italy. like goes, you wanted like New goes, Zealand, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I want a like New Zealand. Misty like mountains and like Hobbiton. Oh. I want I want the full spectrum. Like I wanted to see some East Coastery, like you know, freaking Woodstock and up in here and shit. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like she went to California, yes. But I live in California. I do not necessarily need to see that on screen. <laughs> <laughs> like I love it, but I mean, whatever. But that mixes it up. That was what I'm saying. It didn't really mix it up. It basically was like she was in California, where I live, and then she was in the <laughs> desert, where I go every time we go on tour. So it's like I've already seen these places. I want to see some new shit. Okay. Like it would have been cool if she went to the Grand Canyon, even because she was like in the desert. I feel like that would have. If she, if she went to like familiar seen. sites, it would have yeah. felt a little. Um, I don't know. Like Not oh. Familiar. No, like yeah. the parts of the Grand Canyon that you don't see, like the parts mm. where there's like that river or whatever. Like yeah, I've seen it in postcards and stuff. But it's I not like see she's crazy stuff. It's not like she's um, she's sightseeing. You know? Well, she's I thought right. that's what it was going to be like. I didn't know it was going to be about these people who like lost their homes in the recession. I thought it was going to be about <laughs> nomads who were by choice trying to travel around the country and see the uh, sites. So you want and rich that's what nomads? I was excited about. Yeah, right. or whatever. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to do. I don't feel like it would be about rich people. It would just be about people who choose to live a nomadic lifestyle because they right. want to see the sites. Mm-hmm. By well, choice, she had to stay by... 
feet. Yeah. She had to stay in the warm climate. Um, and then she was also drawn to, kind of went from to, job to job, right? She like seasonal she, jobs. So she was She could have gone to Arches. She could have gone to <laughs> Grand Canyon. She could have gone to Zion. She could have gone. I feel like there were plenty of places she could have gone to that would have been really cool that I've never been to before. But none of that really happened except for that one little place that did seem cool. But it was only mm-hmm. really in one scene. With the cool honestly, rocks like, and stuff that you yeah, 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 that was awesome. It was amazing. It was cool, but I felt that we didn't even get to see that much of that. I mean, I would have seen, I would have loved to have seen more, but I was down As with I. what we saw. As would I. As would I. And I loved, so, I don't know. Go ahead. Okay, one last thing. I just want to <laughs> um, comment on some of the comments that I'm seeing from Facebook. My little brother, Nikki, chimed in and was like, MASH is definitely a top 10 show of all time. And Max's <laughs> response was, Shows with adults are the best. Um, okay, <laughs> you guys are basically old people trapped in ten-year-old bodies. So whatever. Ten-year-old bodies, <laughs> which well, they pride themselves you? on. I don't know about uh, no, they have youthful I'm, I'm qualities. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I love quality. my brothers. I love my brothers, and um, they're they're nice. Mm-hmm. They're lovely people. I see them at the <laughs> annual Weinbach Christmas gatherings. And, exactly um, the annual. Yes. <laughs> well, um, someone said lol boring what's boring i don't tara hummel said that when, was she referring to like the when you were talking about it, in white dresses in all girls schools in circa no no that came up when you were talking about mm-hmm. nomad land you you said boring like you said boring about something you called something boring <laughs> and then she was saying lol to you calling it boring uh, oh okay um so oh, no, I do want to get to uh, spoilers, which are really like, I don't feel like there's going to be too much to spoil in this movie, but if you she do... shit in a bucket, uh, she wh- shit in a bucket. Sorry. No, but right. that scene, actually, my wife and I were like, she played the flute and then she shot in a bucket in the same shot. Um, well, wait, wait, and... uh, just, 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 <laughs> we're going to we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen Nomadland and you don't want to know any scenes that happen, uh, now would be the time to tune out because uh, we're going to, it's just, we'll be talking about anything that happens in the movie from the story to specifics that happens in certain scenes. Not that it's the film that, no, it's not a spoiler. It's not, it won't ruin it. I don't think it's spoiler heavy, but I her husband died in 9 11 because he was one of the terrorists. That's what happened. <laughs> That's not true. Um, <laughs> no, it's not true. Anyways, I'm going to um, put up a spoiler warning now. So uh, if you. If you do not wish to know any any more, please tune out. But uh, here we go. We can now talk about Francis McDormand uh, <laughs> shitting in a bucket. Um, so who wants to start? Was it was it runny? Was it chunky? What did she I have? Actually, <laughs> oh gosh. Um, that go scene I that. felt was weird because I was like, why did they feel the need to even show that just now? It like didn't seem to have a point. Me and well, Carl, not, my nothing. wife, didn't talk about that scene. Um, and I think the point is like. Uh, <laughs> like you Words can go to the bathroom me. on a trailer. <laughs> like, um, just the reality movies. of her existence. You had to have one yeah. shit in the bucket moment because it's like, where does she go to the bathroom? It'd be weird if the whole movie she never went to the bathroom. I don't know. It's like this yeah. is the reality. You have a bucket. And you you have to poop. But it in was it. funny that it was like she was having a conversation with her friend before outside, and she's like, or no, she's outside. And then she suddenly gets like a rumble in the Bronx and she's like, "Uh oh, no, no. She was inside playing the flute and she got a rumble in the Bronx. The flute brought it out. And flute is a known. um, um, But it was funny that she like way of relief in your bowels. Right. It seemed like she got like a diarrhea attack or something. And it was like, it was a little weird. How was why do we need to know? Like, why did they put that? But Laura, why why are any of the scenes in this film in the movie? Like, they're all just kind of like little vignettes of life. They're Mm -hmm. not like they really 
they don't really like progress story much you know no i mean no i think there is a point to a lot of the different some i would i would say like less than half the scenes had a point in the actual plot Sure. Yeah, not, it wasn't not, a story-driven movie as much as a character-driven. I know. Movie. I'm not saying. I'm. It's not about being plot-driven or anything. It just seems like the. It just seemed like it was a very random thing. Whereas not everything seemed to be randomly put in there. Like, there were. It was slice of life. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. You know, and she's having conversations, whatever. But just to have this moment to show her like getting a <laughs> diarrhea attack. Why didn't it just show her masturbating? I don't know. I mean, like it could have shown any random thing. Mm. To me, that just seemed like... (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, they didn't have her masturbating. Shit. Like, the director, obviously, or the writer was like, we need to have a scene where she actually gets a diarrhea attack and she goes to the bathroom on a bucket. She said to poop. Like, it was like, we just, we really want to show what what life was like. Like, Exactly. I think it's that simple. But it's like, Um, I don't feel like that really paints the picture because it's like, I mean, I I don't feel like... No, but it's like, obviously, people are going to the bathroom in their trailers. Like, duh. I mean, to me, that's not, it's not giving insight into her life you know what i mean i don't think that's it What's just funny seemed, is it was just it seemed like it was trying to be something mm-hmm. that it was like point but it was gratuitous you know and i'm all for going poo mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah I'm if you feel it go don't hold it go. just go i'm what? happy to like see someone go to the bathroom but it's like to me it just seemed pointless you know what you, i mean you know what i think that that scene's in there for it's for when this film um, shows its little clip at the Oscars for best picture, and it goes Frances McDormand as uh, what's her mm. name in this Fern, and then you oh, yeah. just see her go, whoa, whoa, and it's like, <laughs> and, she's like, and it's like <laughs> the <laughs> caption, the caption on the on this clip is like Frances McDormand and takes a dump on bucket. Seat. Yeah, I, I <laughs> no, want that. To she be the actually clip took the a dump. It was method. No, no, it's like Fern, Fern takes a dump. <laughs> Fern takes the dump. <laughs> Tara says I need to get another drink. What's weird is that after that scene, she was talking to the older woman who collected rocks and like had her emotional experience with the swallow birds and the eggs in the water um, rambling. But the or that woman then started feeling ill in the scene. And I said, oh, shit, they have food poisoning from the chili. <laughs> I thought that was the story turn. And I was like, oh, no, she's terminal. <laughs> no, I thought I thought um, it was gonna go somewhere like she got food poisoning or something like that, or like that there was it was kind of a foreshadow. Of someone's that. trying guess, to kill the nomads. With I guess that was poison. like no. I guess it would have been a plot driving reason behind it, but I just it just just didn't seem like <laughs> I don't know. It was just kind of it was but funny in a way. But, I think there's you know. a lot of things in this movie though that just show the um the kind of lows you know like you also see her cleaning up vomit from a from a bathroom you see her like mm-hmm. there's just a lot of gross me. shit yeah it was like a working class level that, existence yeah if, that if, makes if you sense don't to me. see that then i feel like then you might just no, think that, that oh this picture. is just kind of squeaky clean right. life you know <laughs> i guess i, guess, I agree okay, i get here i guess i can maybe come up with, with a reason for the poo in the bucket it was like mm-hmm. what was it she was right next to her kitchen and she was eating a was she eating a banana i don't know maybe <laughs> she was playing the flute and then she no 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 i know she was playing the flute but like i think that she was like in it was it showed her was she making a smoothie or am i confusing this with a different movie <laughs> what is going no on? Smoothies. not, no not smoothies. in the scene no. right before but like in a different scene because my thought was like oh i guess Maybe they're showing that because they wanted to illustrate that she has to take a nappy ass diarrhea like right next to the kitchen where she maybe is making a smoothie the next day or like in an, the next five minutes. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. I think it's just, are... <laughs> yeah, it's human. It was like a story that was honest and real and about well, yes, but human like, existence on the open road. And you had to have a shit in the bucket scene. I know. OK, look, the fact that she's cleaning up barf in the bathroom, that is contributing to show, showing the viewer what her life has turned into. Yeah. Like she has to clean up vomit. She's now a custodian like at a freaking nomad land uh, port or whatever the hell you call it. But like <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. Like I can understand why they're, they're trying to paint the picture here. But like just showing her get this diarrhea All attack right. I thought was funny because it was like, <laughs> why there... does she have to have a diarrhea attack? Why couldn't she just take a dump as a normal person? I didn't interpret it as diarrhea personally. No, because she was she was like. All right, are there like, literally any it. other scenes that we wanted to talk about in spoilers, or did we only <laughs> oh. want to talk about Francis McDormand taking a big old dump? Uh, <laughs> it was funny how she was like that. She was like, she was taking, she was like, doo, 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 and then she goes. Oh. <laughs> there was a beat. There was a beat. Yeah. There was a beat. She had to act. And that was she had to act. She that was, was her tummy. She was like, huh. The director's huh. like, okay, I want you to be playing your flute, take a beat. <laughs> Feel the shit. Realize you're feeling <laughs> right. a rumble in the Bronx and yeah. then go to the bathroom you know and what? just just be there. <laughs> what might have happened is maybe the first thing that she tried, her instinct was flute and then just run. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. and then the act. The, Which would have been poor instincts as an actor, right, right, a right. seasoned actor. I think she And then Chloe came up to her. She was like, all right, Francis, is- that was that was really good. I, I liked what you were doing with your face there. I was enjoying the movement, but I think we're going to need something in between there to really guide the audience to you need to shit. So is there something (laughs) that you could kind of do with your face? And Francis is like, got it, got it. Okay, okay, I got it. And you bring (laughs) the experience to the people through your body. I don't want to talk about the shit in the bucket scene more, but I heard that basically since Francis McDormand has gotten big, there's always a shit scene that she wants to do and it always gets cut. And this is the first movie out of like 20 where they they included the shit scene. Mm Mm-hmm. You're the joke. joke. Yeah. Okay. Joke. I was like, wait. He always wants a shit. That would scene. be so cool if that was true. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess there was another element of that scene that was of note, which is the fact <laughs> that she doesn't use toilet paper. She uses a paper towel. Oh, yeah. Maybe I to did illustrate audibly... the fact that she's poor. I, I did say uh, out loud, I was like, oh, no toilet paper. Hey, I don't even remember it? that. I, I, we, in the past, uh, yes, <laughs> definitely would run out of. Toilet paper and would resort to paper towels and multiple flushes to avoid. <laughs> I think she was like, she's like looking around. She's like, oh, and then she reaches into the cabinet and grabs a paper towel. And she and one? someone and I mean, if we really want to dig into all the beats of the scene, it's mm-hmm. toilet paper, <clears throat> smell, open window, <laughs> knock, right. knock, oh, she knock, opened the window, knock, knock, nice. knock, and then she goes, I'm indisposed. Right, right. <laughs> well okay. done. Good, Actually, good recall. Know, I forgot it led. Different. It literally led out of the. It didn't cut to the next yes. scene. It, it. She got interrupted and was drawn ah, out into the next. And scene. And now we yeah. come to the point, which is, we <laughs> it does then, illustrate. We did. We then understand that the dynamics. Yeah, the dynamics of the yeah. next scene, which is that she has just wiped her butt. No, what right, I, I just thought of something. Has to face this visitor who lives right. next door. She must right, face I it. Get yeah. it. <laughs> she on the opening open road. <laughs> Is enjoying perhaps ultimate freedom, but but she does, but she lacks freedom in some of the most intimate human necessities. You know I.e., she's shitting and she's interrupted. It's like 
yes, she has all this freedom in the big world, but then she's still at the mercy of people knocking on her van and wherever she's parked and all that. So there, there's a lack of freedom too. Let's credit it with this. They included a poo scene and it's given us food for thought. I mean, poo <laughs> for thought. Poo for thought. Exactly. Oh. We've, we've had a conversation about this scene now for like the last 15 minutes. And Absolutely. so maybe this will just there, end up being the whole was, review. <laughs> this is the whole reveal. This is the whole reveal. Look, I think it was actually a poignant scene. I loved it. Bravo. I loved it. Poignant scene. <laughs> so you've gone from calling out this scene as having no point to now it is poignant. It's poignant. <laughs> no, I think it is having come to that realization in this podcast, a comment on on the limits of freedom on the open road. Do you think they I did think. like do you think they did like a Sundance like interview with the actor? Whereas, like, you know, what's that What's that show called where they interview actors? On Inside the, the Actor's Studio. Inside the Actor's Studio, yeah. where they're like, okay, so Francis, I know you don't want to talk about this. The poo scene. Yeah, Let's the talk poo about scene. It. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think that they've gone into this much depth with that no. on other interviews? Or I do not. Sort of interviews? No, certainly not. Francis in think... her interview is like, she's like, oh, yeah, that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did 50 takes. Yeah. This is her. She's like. It was a really interesting scene because I had to put myself in that situation. You know, it was right. acting. Well, it's like Chloe. Chloe smelled. This is immature. Like I was in the moment playing the flute, and I got gas. Chloe smelled it. She signaled, and I knew. And I should. Chloe said, "Let's use this." Yeah, Let's keep going. This. Keep going. Keep going. There's something like, there. It's method acting. Before this, I actually had a jalapeno <laughs> pizza. Um, and I just did a few laps around the van and sure enough, I came up to Chloe and I was like, Chloe, it's time. No, no, no. She was like, she's like, Chloe, we need to cut. And Chloe's like, no, you know what? This is life. Yeah. Let's keep going. Go roll camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to hear the, yeah. She's directing her off camera during that scene. She's like, shit, come on. Shit. (laughs) She's like, give us more space. Um, enough about it. No more shit in the bucket talk. The movie can, deserves more. We can circle back if we ever need to, but we, we can could circle back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all comes back to that, obviously. Um, and, and it's the one scene where she shat, and it's the one scene where she played the flute. So, for and it was worth. the one scene where she truly acted. <laughs> because right. she, she was herself. She responded to her own. What she was, was happening responding within. to her own stench. Yeah. She was like, oh, that really does smell. Okay, action. <laughs> silly, silly. <laughs> Chloe, roll. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, toilet paper roll. Need one. Oh, just use the paper towels. It's life. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. Playing the word roll. That was good. Right, exactly. Um, anyways, this has been our 30-minute review of Nobody's Land. If, uh, you, oh, no. If you, if you I like. think we made this movie way more interesting than it was, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I mean, look. Yeah, anything else that we wanted to brief over besides the shit scene or... <laughs> to brief over. I, I think the film is resonating uh, because resonating. with the pandemic unrelated to the bucket scene. Um, which will go down in cinema history, um, but um, mania. I think it's resonating because of the pandemic too, and being isolated, and um, suddenly being, you know, uh, existing in society and being pulled out of it or pulling yourself out of it. And um, so I think it's like hitting at the right time too, and that's also why it's making waves. And I think it's a special movie. I do. Uh, so 
Fuck you. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. No, look, look. Tara and so asks, is Francis McDormand. McDorm- Tara? Uh, oh, Tara. Tara. Tara asks, so should I watch it or nah? <laughs> after, after 30 yeah. minutes of, of listening to us talk about shit, she's wondering, should she see this movie or not? Anybody I think a- it's worth a watch. I mean, look, there's not a whole lot on right now, so fuck it. You know, why not? Oh, not a whole lot on. Um, I yeah. feel like no, I've I think, seen everything. I, I, it falls into the genre of like, you know, atmospheric uh, indie journey Slice films. Slice of life. Slice of life. You're meeting different um, characters. There's definitely, I, uh, I don't even know if I saw Wendy and Lucy, but is it like that? Have you guys seen Wendy and Lucy with Michelle Williams? Um, I think it involves traveling and it's indie and probably has different characters she meets on the road. Um, It's a subgenre of sorts. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, I I thought it was special and it made me feel things. It made me emote like hearing. I don't know if we're still in Spoilerville. I won't spoil, but like we are. are. um, The guy with the beard uh, who was kind of the guru of living this lifestyle, who is that in real life? I don't. I, I thought it was very powerful to learn from him um, about his son's suicide, and that's what drove him on the road. And they all had this horrible wound uh, that they're trying to heal or deal with, or it just prevented them from living normally in society, whatever the wound was. And uh, that guy, um, that scene was interesting because they were wearing the same clothes they were like an hour earlier in the film. So I think they basically had one long scene where they shot with him and Francis kind of riffing and talking and they got his story and they kind of saved that more towards like the third act because it was kind of this bomb reveal. Like, oh, that's so hard. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what my point is. Uh, no, I mean, it boom. had some moments. Yeah. I did like that it cast like real people. I mean, watching the movie, I was definitely thinking that. I was like, these seem like real people. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was right. <laughs> I didn't know anything about the filmmaker, you know, but I was mm-hmm. like looking up at the credits and noticing that like almost all the characters' names were their names, mm-hmm. both as the character and as their true name. So I was like, oh, yeah, those must have been real people. Same like it. So that was something. Or the writer was lazy. <laughs> no, I, I think that it definitely had a cool tone in that way. And I think that movies mm-hmm. that do that. Oftentimes they tap into something and I think this movie did and that's why it resonated with lots of people didn't resonate with me was it was it good time that did that I haven't seen that film with uh, Edward Cullen from Twilight I don't remember the (laughs) actor's name Robert Pattinson Um, he's really good in that movie I mean I really like that movie and I thought he did a very good job acting in it they cast non-actors but not necessarily as themselves but but the Mm. the the softy brothers brothers are the filmmakers yes yeah I recall the Safety Brothers um, cast non-actors, but it's not like... So, I mean, specifically what she's doing, though, um, Chloe, uh, is she's, like, casting they're people as, them- as themselves. Right. Yeah, like, they are no, not... Because they're living that life that the film is No, no, I got it, I got it. But what was the... Wasn't there another movie we reviewed where they totally had real actors playing themselves, like, in their situations? What was it? I forget. Or am I think I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. But okay. But uh, Safety Brothers is close though. I mean, yeah, they they, they <clears throat> often cast non actors and then they'll throw in like an A lister. You know, <laughs> same right. thing with um, Uncut Gems, where it's like Adam Sandler and a bunch of people you've never heard of. Um, yeah. Like I feel like they're yeah. really good at casting because of that because they just find people who are generally kind of already like that to play characters similar to themselves. But be but it right. is scripted. You know, like there is mm. a script. It's just more open to like. 
them to just kind of insert themselves into the script. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Josh commented, any thoughts on the sexual tension? <laughs> With David um, Strathairn? I Yeah. Him, Obviously. And honestly, <laughs> I'm going to also say uh, the, the the little boy, Twink Boy, who uh, who was kind of at that bonfire uh, at the end. They and... didn't have sexual tension. Oh, come on. I she didn't see like... it that way, but actually my wife mentioned something. She's like, oh, do you think he's... And I was like, no, he seems too fragile, that character. He seems too like he's dealing with something where Francis McDormand wouldn't sleep with him. <laughs> I just she feel came like they say that just... Because it's like a, a male and a female in a scene. There's like this assumption that... You assume, person. yeah. And they're like alone. And that they're, True. therefore True. there's some kind of weird thought process that happens in the human psyche where we're just like, oh, there's going to be sex or something. Like, but it's like, well, you no. don't know where the scene's going to do go when she approaches him. She's well, it's a long walk. And but I like, don't oh. feel like there's there. I didn't think there was any sexual like Mm-mm. anything going on between them in that way. No, I, I saw it as almost more. She was like the elder. Yeah, um, I mean, they were like conferring with each other as fellow nomads. And one was a youth and one was an elderly person. Mm-hmm. I'm like elderly. No, I'm just kidding. She's so old. No, no, no. I mean, look, I think that she's actually like a pretty dynamic person and pretty cares, like interesting person to watch. Yeah. Dynamic enough to win Oscars and be in lots of movies. Um, But, um, (laughs) you know, I couldn't help but think of that movie that I actually saw with Cara many years ago when we were in New Orleans Mm -hmm. together, which was a movie called Friends with Money. And Francis, oh, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, she that... plays like a wealthy uh, designer. And I'm thinking like, this is so funny because she's playing basically like the opposite character in this movie. And yet she's mm. the same person. It's like the same character almost mm-hmm. in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Like yeah, her vibe is like a like, no nonsense. Her vibe, vibe is always the same. Like, even though she's an actor, she's <laughs> always kind of the same character, no matter who she's playing or what she's playing. Maybe that's just her bringing herself to the, the table. But it's not like a Gary Oldman type where it's like, this is a person that's transforming before your very eyes into a completely different person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, one other mm-hmm. scene I wanted to just point out is like one of my favorites in the movie was when she went to go uh, speak with her sister or temporarily mm-hmm. live there, I guess, mm-hmm. for one night. I oh, actually yeah. call really on liked, that. I really liked their uh, scene together where they're like talking on the bed and the sister. Kind of, I feel like that's the, the biggest moment really we even start to like really understand uh, Frances McDormand's character's motivations even like like mm-hmm. what's up and with what her she, the whole right. time I'm like well, okay but really what's <laughs> up with her and I feel I guess like it, mm-hmm. but it, she does come from money so I guess that makes some sense that I picked up yeah. on the like well, but is that said I, I just I, like I mean I know her her sister married into money or like yeah. at least it's living this life I, I, I didn't necessarily gather that she came from money I think it was revealed um, that she did but I don't know Dominic, your thoughts? I, I don't I don't really know. I, I don't recall that either, but I mean, maybe it was. But I, I what I liked about it more was just like uh, mm-hmm. her talking about, you know, that uh, character, again, uh, Fern, yeah. <laughs> um, how Fern kind of always wants what, she wants to move on to something else. Like she's always looking for the next adventure. And and that was, I, I, I thought, mm-hmm. really interesting an interesting kind of wrinkle to her character where it's mm-hmm. not, she's not necessarily doing it because she has to, it, it, she actually has the choice to stay there. And, and I'm just thinking to myself like, God, why aren't you just staying at this house? This is like a perfect setup. Like, please stay there. But then it kind of made a little sense. I was like, okay, she's kind of like this person who 
she can't settle down. Like she needs to mm -hmm. find the next. She's endlessly she searching. Yeah. I don't um, think it's. Mm, I didn't get hmm. that from that scene myself, though. I think that she didn't want to stay in someone else's land, like on someone else's. Terms. On on their terms, sure. Yeah. I can see that too. Like, I think she, she was she very had, prideful. Yeah. Actually, mm -hmm. she was like a prideful character, and that she she felt this need to like make her own way you know what that's I mean? a good or point her own thing because she had the two options david strathairn and her sister she could live in these two very safe beautiful suburban environments and and one of um, them was like an un like the other the, the man was not somebody that was like from her past and that but it was mm -hmm. still a, a situation where she was going to be supported by someone else and therefore it be on their terms and like in someone else's home mm-hmm you know, but right. she lived That's with her point. husband. She had lived with her husband in that house apparently for a lot, a really long time. So she, it's not that she couldn't settle down, but I think that she just, she was really stubborn, like really independent or whatever, and didn't want to succumb to being yeah. someone else's bitch mm -hmm. <laughs> or whatever. And also, know. maybe she didn't know what her ideal, you know, goal was, or maybe the goal is just to keep moving. I don't know. I think um, she wanted stability. I think she mm -hmm. want, wants money. Like, she definitely wants to have money, but she just mm -hmm. doesn't want to be handed money. But she doesn't want a handout or doesn't want to seem like a bum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is like Frances McDormand's vibe, vibe as an actress is always pride, like quiet pride. Like, she always kind of has that, like, well, um, like, I'm keeping my mouth shut here. She's but like, no, I do not need a I'm doing my thing. I'm doing mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> um, I will pay you back. <laughs> He's like, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to, but pay also, you back. sorry, with that ahead. sister scene, no, um, with that sister scene, just um, like I could see in a different movie the sister being like, What are you doing out there? Like, that's nuts. But the sister was understanding and had a certain respect for her. Um, she's like, in the group, there was like a small, like, cookout <laughs> group scene, and she kind of defended her. She's like, Well, I think, you know, she's what she's doing. I don't remember what she said, but. Um, so I, I liked that the sister wasn't just like this. When you first saw her, you might think she's like the buttoned up suburban type, but she uh, was more layered was, and supportive, yeah. but also worried he for her admired. sister. He <laughs> had secret admiration for. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was mm -hmm. another part that I really liked was mm -hmm. she was kind of like saying that she really liked the dynamic when they were young because she would kind of keep her in check, that she knew mm -hmm. when what she was feeling even before she knew what she was feeling. I thought that was really poignant and and poignant ah to bring us back to circle back mm -hmm. to the shit scene. I felt like mm -hmm. that as poignant was a poignant as the poo? scene. No, 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 no. But nearly. Mm -hmm. What about the scene where she was um like in the baby's room with the you know the BF the boyfriend for life uh you know who wants her to live with at his house? I I'll just comment on that scene mm -hmm. in that I really loved the look of that cradle that was in there. <laughs> it was so cute. It was like I can't find. Never mind. I don't recall, but I do recall the high chair. And the high chair was vintage and wood. Um, and I thought, oh, they have good right. style, but I don't they recall the cradle. They had good style. I was like, I would, yeah. Yeah, I like it. It looks good. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> that house was gorgeous. It looked like it was sandless. Had a big porch. And I would move in with David Strathairn. Yeah, there. I know. It looked good. It looked good. It looked real um, nice. <laughs> someone, if someone needed that. Um, right. Anyways, I think we should probably wrap it up for today. Uh, we've been going for nearly mm -hmm. two hours. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, okay. thank, thanks again for uh, for being on this episode. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you. You know, I, yeah, I sat here, good. I talked, I thought of things. I appreciated podcast. your perspectives, my first podcast in life. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Nomadlands, Shitting in a Bucket, mm -hmm. Zombies, 
Mm-hmm. It's all flashing back before my eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, thank um, cool. thanks for being on. Uh, we'd mm-hmm. love to have you back anytime. Uh, thanks, Laura, again for co-hosting. How's next Sunday? I'll be back. No, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, well, we do every someday, other Sunday. Someday. <laughs> okay. Uh, every other Sunday. <laughs> in fact, that that just that just brings us right to the next point, which is we will have a new episode in uh, two weeks. So uh, if you watch this live on Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube, you can watch us again live uh, in two weeks on March. I guess that'll be 28th. Um, so join us there. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time is when we go live every other Sunday. Uh, and if you if you can't watch us live, we always post these episodes on uh, all the podcast services so you can listen to us at any time afterwards. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us today. Nomadland, pretty good, you know, watch it, I guess. <laughs> pretty um, good, might be, win best picture. Could win best picture, could win if, best uh, shit. Wait, oh wait, it, did, wait, sorry, is it, it was, is it officially billed as 2020 or 2021, like for Academy Awards? For Academy Awards in 2020. Yeah, oh, it's so like the it's typical. Against, so it's up against the other best movie. Which is? Uh, God, the other really boring movie that we saw last year. Fink or whatever. Wait, what was it called? Oh, oh Mank? Mank. No. Mank, yeah. Mank I don't think Mank has the Finch. same resonance and buzz. I think it's highly yes, respected. It I, I actually haven't seen it, it, sadly. I need to. Oh, but God. I don't. You don't, don't have to. I think. Don't. No, I definitely will. No. Gary Oldman, so Fincher, boring. Black and White. Oh, so boring. <laughs> I know it seemed like it was going to be cool, but no. It's boring. I love <laughs> Fincher too. Huge mm. fan of Fincher. I mean, I'm sure he'll do great things in the future. <laughs> that that yeah. kid's got potential. In the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Well. Anyway, I feel uh, like I'll like it. <laughs> anyway, yes. that'll be it for Totally <laughs> Tell Me. Thanks again for watching, everybody. Thanks again to to Matt for being here, and we'll be back in two weeks. See ya. Toodaloo.